expansion no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Shall we pray? Father, we give you all the glory and all the adoration. Well, thank you for your presence that is already here. I humble myself under your mighty hand that you speak to us a word in season. Spirit of God, this is you. Reveal yourself to us from the pages of your word. Take away the scales of our eyes. Illuminate us. Come and tabernacle with us. Teach us, refresh us, touch us, heal us, mold us in every area. In Jesus' name, I call it done. Amen. I'm sharing with you a series on within this particular time, which has to do with the Holy Spirit and prayer. But this morning, I'm teaching on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Say with me, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Say again, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. For the last time, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. It's not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a personality. It's a personality of the Godhead. We have God the Father. We have God the Son. We have God the Holy Spirit. They all exist independently and they exist together. Can I say it again? God the Father exists in his sovereignty as God the Father. The chief in charge of everything. We have God the Son who manifested from the Father to reveal who the Father is. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. He reveals the express image of the Father so that we can relate to the Father by flesh. So he walked on this earth who is God in the flesh according to John chapter 1. So he walked on this earth and interacted with us and felt the way we feel and experienced what we experience and took our infirmity upon himself and exchanged it on the cross and redeemed us back unto himself. That is the love. So he said that he gave his only begotten son, something that actually emanated from him, transcended from him, which is the reality of himself. Then the Holy Spirit is also of the three. He also exists independently and functions as well. So in creation, in Genesis chapter 1, you realize that Bible says that and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the surface of the earth. But you find God, the Father at work. You find Jesus, the Word at work. You find the Holy Spirit as also at work. Are you understanding me? So Jesus now comes in as the Word and God cannot do it than to speak that Word. 
He said, let there be light. In Hebrews translation, he said that in the beginning, Elohim Barashi bara. That means the creator of all things spoke things that were not into existence. To bara is to speak out. Are you understanding me? I don't use theological terms to confuse you because that is, you are not in theology class. Are you understanding me? So I always make sure to make the word of God as simple as possible for you to relate to it. That is the essence why I have to go to Bible school, not to come and quote them to you, but to understand it to teach you. So, the important here is that in that uh, what do you call it, that scenario, you see God at work. In the beginning, God created. It's in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. If you have not read it for a long time, it is there. In the beginning, God created. That means the possessor of all things created. He initiated it. But when he created, he saw that things are not in right perspective. But for him to bring them together, he spoke. Tell somebody he spoke. Now, what he spoke was the word, but that word is not just a word because John made us to understand that the word is Christ, which is the flesh that dwell among us and we be the glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father. Hello. So, Jesus was in creation as the independent word at work, but in partnership with the Father. Then the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters, waiting for the word to move for him to act. Because he's the chief legislator and the chief administrator on earth. So immediately the word entered, he moved in and made sure everything was in place. And Jesus also, when he has been revealed and he was going, he said, I will send you the comforter. We'll get into all that. So he brought in the Holy Spirit also into the scene. And he made them to understand that just like they are seeing him, Jesus, is the same way the Holy Spirit relates with them. Our brothers at the other divide, which is Islam, looked at the comforter because of the, the English word day, which is the article day, which qualifies the personality. Because if you have done your English like we all did, you know that anytime you are talking about um, male, female articles or whatever gender, you qualify with an article day. So once you use day, you are referring not to a thing, you are referring more to humanity. So when he was, they used the word there, which is either in Greek or in Hebrew, to emphasize of the personality of the spirit, they equated to be Muhammad, who actually came in on that account of the introduction of the final prophet to emerge. But that is what they believe. But as believers or as children of God, as far as the Bible is concerned, it is not of Muhammad, but it is of the Holy Spirit. Because it cannot be understood by the intelligence of men. I have already taught you here that there are three levels of knowledge of which we comprehend and process informations and thoughts. The first knowledge by which you and I process informations and thoughts is our sense knowledge. That is why you and I need to go to school. We need somebody to teach us. We need books to read. To feed our senses. That is why we have the sense of sight. Sense of smell. Sense of taste. Sense of touch. Sense of feelings. We call them the five senses. It is by those senses we interact and relate with our environment. Even animals or anything God created also have those senses. 
That is why ants can smell at a long distance, though they don't have nose. But they know when there's a sugar, they might not be here right now. But immediately you put sugar here, they have a very strong sensitivity that can easily attract them into the place and they will come. You have lions who can sense their presence so they can roar. They can sense danger and they can run away. The tortoise have a very strong sensitivity. So when his head is out and he senses danger, he calls back into his shells to use the shell to protect him. So it's difficult to break the shell of the tortoise. Everything God created have sensitivity because they have to have that sense to relate with their environment. Even when a man is blind, he still has senses. In fact, his senses are even higher than when he sees. So you need that sense knowledge to know how to relate with people, how to greet somebody, how to understand your culture, how to understand practices, how to understand how to move, how to understand how to eat. When you're a child, you'll be taught how to eat, but at a certain point, they allow you to take the food, whether you rub it on your nose or whatever, eventually you find the mouth and put it there. You poo-poo on yourself and wee-wee on yourself. They will be changing your at a certain point. They will leave you. When he say, eh, he said, go there yourself. Nobody teaches you, but you grow to understand. So, it is natural for us to have that. The sense knowledge is there. But the sense knowledge is not spiritual because don't forget that the heavens, the, the Lord created both the spirit and the spiritual, uh, the spirit and the physical. So, we use our sense knowledge in our interaction of our physical life. You need it. I need it. You can't tell me education is not important. It's important. Are you, getting, you can't tell me, I don't need to understand my environment, understand my culture and everything. It's very important. You need all of that because that is what can place you better in society and to behave. Are we on the same page? Then you move on to the next level of knowledge, which is experiential knowledge, which is based on your experiences, things you've suffered, things you've gone through, things that has happened to you. People you met on your way, people you are going to meet, things you have read about, things you have encountered, they are all information source to form you and mold you. Your experiences and your sense shapes you to make you either better or bitter. Hello? So, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. That is why a typical proverb says that a child, everybody has been a child, but an adult is not for everybody. In other words, when somebody grows up and is giving you an advice, he is not only giving you an advice based on where you are, he's giving you an advice based on experience. Because there are certain things he's done that if he had the opportunity to be like you, he would have changed them. But right now, where he is, he cannot, so he only have to move on and believe God to change it for him. So he can tell you, I have an experience. An experience, like a doctor who has practiced for a very long time, has an experience. Not only sense knowledge, because sense by what he has learned by medical sometimes becomes useless. But based on his experience of cases he has handled, he can put one or two together and can tell you it is this and you know that it is that. Lawyers at a certain point operate on experience level, not only by what they have read. Because some of the cases, analogies they put together will never work. But by experience, that is why in law, you study other cases also within, outside your jurisdiction. So you have that experience that you have encountered with people to be able to know criminologists or criminal experts can be able to convict somebody not because of the facts on the ground but because of experience they can be able to read the body language and they can arrive people that work in the bank they have handled money for a long time you handle money for a long time by experience when they hold a counterfeit money they can tell you without first pass without passing it through the system to verify it tell somebody experience 
Tell somebody experience. People who have married for a very long time can have an experience that a young married couple does not have. Hello? Your father have an experience you don't have. Your mother have an experience you don't have. But when experience comes by growth and by process. Hello? So you need experience. It shapes our thinking. It shapes our behavior. It shapes our attitude. So it is critical we learn. Then there is the highest level of knowledge. Which God desires that every man should have. Which is the spiritual knowledge or the revelational knowledge. Paul says that I pray in Ephesians that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That eyes there is not talking about your physical eyes. It's talking about our spiritual eyes. That the eyes of understanding, Ephesians chapter 1, the eyes of understanding may be enlightened that we may know. So in the realm of the spirit, there is knowing, there is knowledge. There is information. But that information, your sense and my sense knowledge and our experiences can never be able to understand it. That is why Bible says that the, the word of God is foolishness to man. Hello, are you there with me? Because when you apply your sense knowledge with your spiritual, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't explain why will I need to fast when I can eat. When you make simple logic analysis, doesn't it's of late that scientists have come out that fasting has some significance in the life of Every human being which is a cleanser to take away toxic in your system. But it doesn't make sense earlier. Why do I need to pay my tithe? It does not make sense. Why do I need to give my offering? It doesn't make sense. Why should I speak in tongues? It does not make sense. So some people call it is gibberish. Gibberish means a language that is foolish. It does not make sense. What are you talking about? What are you saying? So I don't need to waste my time on somebody who has sense knowledge and experiential knowledge to explain to the person what I am speaking as far as tongues is concerned. And we'll get there when we are dealing with the work and the Holy Spirit, you will understand. Whether you need to interpret what you have to interpret or you don't need to interpret, you'll get there. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277 250 420 or plus 233-249-393361. Email us refismila@gmail.com.visitourwebsiteicgcislegon.com.grabyourcopiesnowandexperienceachangeinyourlife.com.grabyourcopiesnowandexperienceachangeinyourlife.com.grabyourcopiesnowandexperienceachangeinyour
Because it's on a sense knowledge and experiential knowledge level. So, in the realm of the spirit, you will know that a man have a spirit, but he can have another spirit in his life. And that spirit is the spirit that makes the person to act contrary to the will of God. So, when that spirit is dealt with, that person becomes normal. That is why a mad person can be treated at the hospital, who knows, but prayer sometimes can knock the thing off and the person comes to his or her senses. And nobody understands why it was so. That is why a person can lose both tubes. Okay? Which is, canonically, it is, it is not possible for the person to conceive. But by spiritually, which is prayer, the person conceives and gives birth. And doctors can't explain. So today, in medical sciences, doctors can tell you that they believe in miracles. Because they have seen countless of it. Where did it come from? Not from the book they studied. Not from the experience they have. But from the above, which is revelations. So it works. And that law supersedes all the laws. The science knowledge is a law. The experiential knowledge is a law. And the revelation knowledge is also a law. But the revelation knowledge is the law that is above all these laws. So when you and I get saved and come to the Lord, we need to grow ourselves into the revelation knowledge. And the revelation knowledge can only be impacted into our life by the work of the Holy Spirit. So if you and I don't have interaction with the Holy Spirit and experience with the Holy Spirit, we love this vital thing. Somebody will stand before you. It's a 419 person. You cannot discern. He will stand before you. It's, he wants to marry you. You don't know. Some people will say, Pastor, I don't know who to marry. You don't know who to marry because you don't have revelation knowledge. You have incense knowledge. He is broad. He's chested. He is fat. He's big. He has money. He has this. So you are following that and then you go crashing. But when you have spiritual knowledge or revelation knowledge, you will know that it's not about the size or the pocket or everything, but it's about the spirit of the person. Bible says, we know no man now after the flesh, but we know man by the spirit. So it will take your spiritual sensitivity to stay in a place or eject out of the place. Why will somebody stay in a job where there is a lot of antagonism and stress and the person will not leave? The person is not leaving because the environment is conducive. The person might not be leaving because he has a revelation knowledge that at a certain period, God will glorify him in that place. So nothing will move him out of that place. It takes revelation knowledge to know who your business partner is. It doesn't take only sense knowledge. It takes revelation knowledge to know where to invest and where not to invest. It's not only your sense knowledge and your experience. Because experience can tell you that businesses have collapsed. But revelation can tell you businesses have survived. When, when the world crisis came, financial crisis came, a lot of businesses crumbled. Hello? Isn't it? But some business survived. In the midst of it, others are pulling their investment, others are investing even more. So what makes the difference? It is by revelation and not by your experience or sense. So every religion, name it, they emphasize more on your spiritual development. Because when you develop your spirit, you are in control. If you develop your senses, it's just like you are going to the gym to have muscles, but you are not able to use your muscles to effect. When you develop your spirit, you are in charge. So any child of God that has not developed his spirit, is like a paper that is floating at the, at the mercy of a wind. Anything at all blows you. 
But when your spirit man is developed, because your spirit man eats food, and the food of your spirit is the word of God, is your prayer, is your interaction with the Holy Spirit. So your spirit needs to grow, just like your physical body is growing. I might stand here, I look younger, but my spirit man is older than I am. That is why I can speak. You might be older than I am, but I can speak knowledge that you have no clue of. You might take the same Bible and read, and I will interpret the same Bible to you, and you'll be at lost. Are you understanding me? You can be a professor, you can hold PhD, you can hold whatever, no problem. That is what you have. But I can engage you, and at the end of the day, you'll be useless. It is not by experience, it is by the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit tells me that whenever I stand before people, I should not think of what to say, but he will give me what to say. So it takes your spirit man to rule. It takes your spirit man to be in charge. It takes your spirit man to be in control. When you don't develop your spirit, you'll be tossed to and fro. And you'll not get wherever you are getting to. So it's important to encounter the Holy Spirit. Tell somebody it's important to encounter the Holy Spirit. Even God cannot do away with him. Even Jesus cannot do away with him. How much more you and I can do away with him? You see, the whole challenge of the church today, both the American church, the African church, the European church, that has failed and is created a lot of chaos in Christendom, is as a result of we neglecting the Holy Spirit and dwelling more on sense knowledge than the revelational knowledge. Yet the church was not built on sense knowledge. The church was built on revelation knowledge. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 16 to 18. Let me show you something quickly there. So that you know that coming to church is not by sense. It's not by experience. Coming to church is by revelation. That is why being in church for 20 years is not a qualification of spiritual maturity. That is why being a founder of a church is not a qualification for spiritual maturity. Because the qualification for spiritual maturity is for you knowing Christ and knowing him as your Lord and personal Savior and experiencing the Holy Spirit. That is where maturity comes from. Because that is what the church was built on. He said, Simeon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. Take note. He said, you are the Christ. He said, and you will understand what it means to be a church, to be in church. When I say church membership, I'm not talking about you belonging to ICGs. The problem we have is that we have become denominationally minded instead of spiritually minded. So in church membership, you know that it's not about denomination. It's about your relationship and the revelation of the point of the church as the spiritual body and how you can relate to it. All the attitudes we put up in church is as a result that we don't know Christ. Simeon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, not the dead God. The living God. Now Christ there talks about Christos, the anointed one. And in the book of Luke chapter 4, when he has finished temp- being tempted, he entered into it and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Which means that he said, and he has anointed me. He is the anointed one. He asked chapter 10 verse 38, he said, as the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus. Going about doing good. In fact, you cannot do good until the Holy Spirit even anoints you. See, he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Verse 17, he says, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed 
are you. Look at the word blessed. We say in Ephesians, God has blessed us. So you can only be blessed when you, are, you understand the spirit. Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah. Bar means son. That is the son of Jonah. Simon Bar Jonah. Anytime you read the Bible and see Bar, Bar refers to a son. Simon Bar Jonah. For flesh, say flesh. For, say flesh. He said, for flesh and blood, which is natural, which is sense knowledge, which is experience. He said, for flesh and blood, old age, experience, whatever. He said, for flesh and blood has not revealed. To be revealed is to uncover, to take off the cover, to make the mystery become simple, to make the, the, the shrouded or the charade to be taken away. He said, flesh and blood has not open it. When, when, when this thing is covered, it is not revealed. You don't know what is under it. When I take off the cloth, I have revealed what is here. So you cannot relate to the money and relate to the things on the altar. It is called a revelation. The same way in the realm of the spirit, there are things that are there and there is a curtain that has covered our eyes that we don't see. But when that curtain is lifted, our eyes begin to see. Say, ah, so this is how it is. We call it a revelation knowledge. He said, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father, who is on earth, who is in your bedroom, who is in our car, who is in our office, who gave birth to us, but our father who is in what? In heaven. He said, but my father who is in heaven. He didn't say, my father who is on earth. He said, my father who is in heaven. And he said, my father who is in what? Heaven. So he's not on earth. We are earthly fathers. It's a representation for us to know that God, God will never leave himself without a witness. So God has given you a witness of a biological father to know that there is a father above. So if you can see your biological father and you don't believe in the father above, then you have a problem. You are sick up here. It's just like you can look at the sea and look at everything. It still says there is no God. I don't know which psychiatry can treat you better. Because even in the big bank, there is something that made it to bank. So he said, flesh and blood. He said, my, but my father who is in heaven, my father who is in the spirit has revealed this to you. And when he said that, the verse 8, he said, and also I said to you that you are Peter. Peter in the Greek word means Petros, small rock. You are Petros. You are a small rock. You cannot even fit in. And on this rock, I will build my church. What rock is he talking about? He's talking about the rock of revelation. You are Christ, the son of the living God. In other words, the church is built on Christ and nothing else. The church, ladies and gentlemen, is not built on Peter because Peter cannot be the rock upon which we stand. I will build my church and the gate of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, until you overcome the works of darkness, until you overcome principalities, until you overcome powers, you need the Holy Spirit experience. You cannot be a successful believer if you don't have a revelation. And the only revelation you can have is by the Spirit. Tell somebody by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's roll as I'm moving on. So, who... Is the Holy Spirit. We are looking at the person and the work of the Holy Spirit quickly. Who is the Holy Spirit? John chapter 14 verse 12.
He says, I hope we are following now. Jesus is speaking here. If, there, if you have a good Bible, you realize that this one I'm reading, the letters are in red. It means that it's Jesus who is speaking. Anytime Jesus is speaking, within a good Bible, it's in red. Even when you have a phone, and then you take that phone and you check it, it's still in red. It has not changed. Unless you highlight it into blue or green. So these are the direct words of Jesus. Before you say it is Pastor Smiley's words. These are the direct words of Jesus. Say, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Tell somebody you will do that work also. And he was giving us why. He said, and greater works than this, he will do. Why? Because I go to my father. I am not going to the flesh. I am going to the spirit. And the verse 13 says, he said, and whatever you ask in my name, not outside my name, at the mention of Jesus, every knee shall bow. When you attack, you don't call the name of your pastor, the name of your bishop, the name of your prophet. You call the name of Jesus. You call the name of Jesus. You don't call the name of your church. You say, oh, uh, devil, don't you understand? I have been in a church. I belong to Yahweh temple. I belong to this church. I am a colleague. I am this. It doesn't matter your denomination. Because Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, it said, let this mind be in you as it is in Christ. It said, for though he was God, he did not equate himself with God. That is the power of humility. He humbled himself under the mighty hand of God. And the Lord exalted him in due season and gave him a name that is above all names uh, that at the mention of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that which is in heaven, that which is on earth and that which is under the earth and I declare to you today it is not the name of your father, it's not the name of Akonode, it's not the name of your pastor, it's not the name of that prophet it's not the name of that water you will drink it's not the name of that concussion it's not the name of that shrine it is the name of Jesus We have been deceived. So you have talismans, you have certain handkerchiefs, you have other things, and you think that is what can protect you. It's a lie. They are fake. They are all placebo effects. It just makes you to feel you are okay, but it's a deception. Am I talking to somebody here? The authenticity of the power is in the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. At the mention of that name, every knee shall bow. It doesn't matter what authority. Today, we have ridiculed that name. But that name is not an ordinary name. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7am to 10am on Tuesdays at 6.30pm to 8.30pm for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7pm to 10pm for our breakthrough prayer service You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.
no greater power.